not a lot of female rapists. I mean, they're mostly still men by a wide margin, and I'm sure we'd like to see something change in 2021, but rape is still a male-dominated field, like the STEM field. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yes. All right, well, we, while you do that, I'll start this. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. The New York Daily News reports in Inwood, the Bronx of Manhattan, a woman stabbed to death her boyfriend's elderly father, leaving him in a wrinkled heap in a red puddle on the floor. She says she had a good reason. 27-year-old Cassandra Carter, cops arrived on the scene to find her standing near the fire escape, which she apparently had just used to exit the apartment. When a cop called out to Carter, Carter shagged ass. It's unclear whether the cops chased her or how far. Daily News simply says she soon stopped running and gave the cops her statement. In that statement, Carter readily admitted slicing up her boyfriend's father. She gave the sergeant her key to the second floor apartment, excuse me, where police found the killer's boyfriend's dad, Jerry Fox. Fox, 71, stabbed Bigley in the throat torso, legs, and hands. You name it, he was stabbed in it, Fox. Fox, laying in a pool of blood. But why so savagely, Carter? One wonders, did you have to carve up the silver fox? Your lover's father, that old bird, Fox. The reason, Carter reasoned, she had to open Fox up like a lay-wearing drunkard tearing into a number 10 can of pineapple chunks on a Hawaiian-themed camping trip was because 71-year-old Fox raped her. That's right. No means no, and rape means stab. Maybe you've never heard that axiom. It's less popular. Uh, hey, Pete, how you doing? Good evening, sir. How what do you, you think of this case? Have you heard of this one? I, I saw the uh, article. Uh, she, the this guy is 71 years old. You know, she's 27. Yeah, she basically massacred this guy. Is this guy's junk even working without a direct injection of Viagra or something? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially for her, who we couldn't stand, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that makes a difference. People say that rape is an act of violence, but it's an act of sexual violence that you got to get your dick hard for, and it's got to be prepared to withstand any amount of, you know, rejection and everything. I don't think 71-year-olds normally are going to be able to rape under the, uh, well, under any circumstances. But, you know, what we know about rape victims, most victims of rape are women. That's true. And, uh... Just uh, just like women come in all sizes and all shapes, there's no one-size-fits-all reaction to trauma. You know, some women may call the police, uh, particularly when they're actually raped. Uh, others may go directly to the hospital, and others still may even call a friend, a loved one, or a relative loved one. But the point is that there's no reaction to the trauma of rape, which can be considered wrong. And once a woman says she's been raped, she's no longer capable of saying or doing anything wrong. And some women in this situation where they've been overpowered and then the rape and the rapist or the, the rapette, if it's a female rapist, which is rare, that's the sad truth. There's not a lot of female rapists. I mean, they're mostly still men by a wide margin. And I'm sure we'd like to see something change in 2021. But rape is still a male-dominated field, like the STEM field. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yes. They, they, they say it's just they, I guess they don't have the interest in it. Yeah, well, you know... <clears throat> You you have this lady, and um, you know it's one thing to defend yourself, which you know I understand. Sure. And then you when you take it to a whole nother level, and you take out the Ginsu carving set, and you proceed to cut this guy from head to toe. Uh, there's something else going on there. That's presuming that she's telling the truth. It, it there could be some. Fibbing. There, there could be a little dishonesty here. Uh, either that, or it's a May December rape and slay. 
possibly. And, uh, you know, this guy was apparently a pretty nice guy. You know, of course, they eulogizing, uh, eulogize him, his neighbors here. He said hello to people when he saw them. The neighbor said, I feel awful. How can something like this happen to you in your own home? He was a Democrat, Alex added. He was always going around knocking on people's doors asking, are you a Democrat? Are you registered to vote? He wanted to make sure people were registered to vote. He's a civic conscious guy. Sounds like a real jerk off to me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know if there was a if this is a May, December Ravenslave, but a murder for sure. You know, and courtesy of the Daily News here, uh, Carter ran off. Now, this this is what I w- was curious about in the reporting, because I think that her being possibly a rape victim in their mind, they decide to take it, uh, you know, very not take it easy on her necessarily, but they sort of be... I'll show you what I mean. It says Carter ran off but soon stopped running and made her statement to the cops, the complaint alleges. Soon that would, sto- that, you know what that means? That soon means, stopped running. Yeah, what does that, that mean? That means they chased her ass into the ground. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> what that's what that I means. figured. I mean, because she wouldn't just change her mind about getting away. No, this, right? Yeah. If you were just raped and you were attacked and you fought off your attacker... And you see a cop car pulling up, you're going to be help police. You wave them down, right? Not, yeah. not feet, do your stuff. Right. <laughs> I mean, soon stop running. It's so that usually distance is measured in like, you know, feet, yards, miles, not vague subjective adverbs like that. How far away did she get? Later. How much ground did she cover? Uh, in a little while. You know, not only did she soon stop running, she stopped running and made her statement to the cops. And I don't know how often that happens. They just kill somebody, climb down the fire escape, you know, they don't walk out the door, but they climb down something with escape in it. Yeah, they- I, you know, I just once had a guy, you know, as he was pummeled the shit out of a guy who was robbing him, when we jumped out of the car, he was like, officer, I was just trying to help that man. And I said, yeah, into the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to give him a hand, you know, to you know, uh, bridge to- this world to the next. As we always say, you got to have a good story. You know, and uh, yeah, let me try this one. Yeah, me. clearly they got me for this. I mean, she probably had blood on her, I would assume. I'm sure she was covered with blood. Yeah. And, and, and you know, there's only one way to explain that. Uh, Th- does it say in the story who called the police? Yeah, several of the neighbors did. The, uh, the 911 was lit up by, uh, you know, multiple 911 calls placed from the, the uh, apartment building. That's 71-year-old uh, Fox's Seaman Avenue building near 207th. Seaman Avenue. Well, it's, I, I, you know, the, we'll see if they find any semen in uh, her uh, vagina, I guess. Do you actually know there's an intersection up there of semen and Cummings? <laughs> no kidding. Semen and Cummings? God, that's great. Yeah. I live, a, you, you'll never be able to get a girl to come over that way. Yeah. Somebody 100 years ago, in a sense, of you. Uh, in my apartment, it said semen and Cummings. Oh, man. Well, it was a popular, uh, the Believe Women thing was a popular thing for years, you know, with the Me Too cunts, uh, like pre-Tara Reed, Because uh, you remember, uh, well, Tara Reed is the one who kind of messed all that shit up. She's the one who accused Joe. And then, like, after that, we didn't hear quite as much Believe the Women. No, Me Too died a death on the spot. But, you know, it, it, it did. And, and that was, but I think it was already dying because it, rape was the thing from... I don't know, maybe 2011 to 2015, it was like the red hot, and then it became uh, well, racism, yeah. racism against blacks, and now it's racism against Asians in 2021. Well, you've also got a guy like Harvey Weinstein. Um, that didn't that didn't hurt. That kind of hurt the cause, and you know, and there there was some. Oh, it hurt the cause. You say? Well, there was some ambiguity. You know, Harvey was a big Hollywood guy. Then now, all of a sudden, the biggest guy in Hollywood 
is getting destroyed. And he's connected to a lot of people he's that connected. are connected. He's yeah. juiced. He's juiced every which way. As soon as they all kind of extricated themselves from him, it seems like they well, were able to just go ahead and fire on all cylinders with that prosecution. Yeah, but they realize there's a lot of people within that realm out there that, ooh, if they did Harvey, they'll do me next. Mm, um, so they wanted to keep their mouth shut. Yeah, Harvey was not operating by himself out there. He's not the only guy doing it. Well, no. he had a whole female all female team, you know, a, a, a secretary who was helping him recruit, just like Jizz uh, Lane, which I can't believe a Jizz Lane Maxwell, Maxwell, a name with Jizz in it like that, you know. I wonder if they called her Jizz for short. Jizz Lane, that's the next block over from Siemens and Cummings. <laughs> he took a left on Jizz Lane from Cummings. Uh, now, the rape part of the story is completely uncorroborated. Um, the stabbing to death part definitely occurred. Uh, and I, I don't know about the veracity of the rape story. The news reports say that prosecutors are looking into it. But they take it pretty serious at the Daily News, it seems like. you know, I mean, like they really, they really like to... Uh, like, I mean, the headline was um, you know, something like, um, woman stabs a guy to death because he raped her. You know, she says so it, it was very uh, the, that the rape was in the headline. Of course, they all reported a little bit differently, but that was the Daily News. Version. You know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Mm-hmm. Maybe just call the police instead of running away. Instead of oh, instead of know, killing him, obliterating this guy, and then running. But this guy had a happy uh, family when he left. Wherever this, wherever the son was, you know, he had a dad. He had a fucking girlfriend living there, and now he's he comes back and what what huh what happened? Yeah, she it, soon stopped running. There's, there's a lot more part. to the story. They'll discover whether or not she was raped, I suppose, when they look at forensic uh, the forensics of it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to be the guy doing that. I mean, the last guy apparently who touched her down there <laughs> didn't come off too well. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's it's going to put. It's either going to validate her story. Or it's going to immediately sink a story. Sure. They can look at the pussy and tell. Uh, yes. And they're going to do swabs, DNA. They'll check for bruising, for trauma. And when they don't find nothing, they'll be uh, like, look, bitch. There's going to be... You lying. You know, but we're also talking about the Bronx. I'm sorry. Uh, Inwood. You know, up in Inwood. Yeah, the Bronx of Manhattan, I said. You know, with Cyrus Vance, you know, when push comes to shove and like, oh, we might have to go to trial. How about you take a plea to manslaughter one? Yeah, you know, keep uh, your story intact. Never mind the fact that she mauled this guy. Um, but, you know, even if he did maul the guy, call the police. I was just attacked. I had to defend myself. Totally. You know, I'll tell you something else, too. If I was the one doing this test on her pussy, I would want her held at gunpoint the entire time by, by another officer. <laughs> I know that that's not really the way you normally deal with a rape victim, but... You know, well, she, you this know is not a normal rape victim. Listen, She's a murderer. You go, in, you go in there with an open mind, and you always listen to what people have to tell you. And you will see at times, and, and this is a touchy subject. Of course. When all of a sudden, okay, we're going to do... Touchy, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to do a Vitulo kit, which is a rape kit. And all of a sudden, well, I don't know. Uh, ooh, uh. Oh, oh, yeah, I hear a lot. Yeah, because and they acted as if it's because, like, well, I just didn't feel comfortable. There was, I mean, uh, I, I was afraid. I absolutely hated getting involved with these cases. I bet. Because uh, there were you're, many you're just, times. You're not where, approaching from a position of strength there. No, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what, there's... You wind up getting involved with the counselors and involved in the hospital and, and nurses. I mean, 
We're trying to do the right thing here. Right, yeah. And, but but and, at the same token, I'm not just going to walk in there and just whatever story you tell me, I'm going to go out and kick down some guy's door based on, you know, you, you have to corroborate stuff. Oh, can we look at your phone to see your text messages? Uh, what do you want that for? Uh, well, you know, you know, because it's an investigation, and you know, there may be information yeah. in there. We've seen it before. What do you think? You may be lying. And, and well, that's what happens. And you know, uh, sometimes you know it could be perceived slight. He didn't buy a breakfast. Whatever it is. Yeah. And <laughs> that's that's a very strong perceived slight. And you know, and then it goes downhill. But you're also talking about somebody's freedom here and somebody's life yeah yeah it's very important and 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 i think that women sometimes don't they don't take that fully into account and and if there's a specific guy that like they're dating and the cops come to get him and then they go oh shit i didn't know that he was oh hey hold on you know because they see it becomes real to them and before it was just this you know abstract idea that like oh he's going to be in trouble this will he'll have to pay for this i'll fix him now uh, here's her actual statement and included in it were the following quotes rather uh these are quotes from her statement the guy in the apartment raped me. I did what I had to do. Like, she doesn't know the guy's name, the guy in the apartment. She said, I think he's dead. I cut him and he cut me. I sprayed him with roach spray. He's in the apartment where I left him. All right. Well, <laughs> this story will start falling apart as soon as you go, okay, describe what happened during the rape. Well, he raped me. You know, he put well, his dick in my pussy well, forcefully. What did he do? He raped me. Well, you don't know what a rape is? <laughs> and the next thing you know, uh, the story starts falling apart. Yeah, because they can't, they don't know how to tell a good story. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying that this guy's totally innocent either. I mean, he, he could have been, sure. you know. Well, yeah, and, and he doesn't have to have his dick intact to do a rape. You could rape her with a Coke bottle or something, you know what I mean? But Different, uh, different crime. She'll call it rape, but that becomes of sexual abuse. Well, any part a, of his body goes in there and it's a rape, right? Well, that, yeah. A finger, anything. Yeah. So she had a previous arrest. This woman in an arson. Uh, a floor mat inside the same apartment was set on fire in 2016. Now, uh, just hours uh, before his death, he slipped out of his apartment to knock on a neighbor's door. The neighbor said Fox was begging to use their phone. The neighbor said his son's girlfriend had locked herself in his bedroom with his phone. He came out of his apartment and asked to use our phone. He called the police. He was physically scared of her because she's big and strong. All right. You know, that does not sound like something that somebody who's about to rape somebody there does. There are many instances where you get elderly people in these type of situations where they become punching bags. Uh-huh. You know, he doesn't want to call the cops. Most of the time, you know, meanwhile, they're looting his bank account, you know, eating his food, just, you know, laying around the house. And, you know, as a parent, he's reluctant to call the police. But, you know, if Sonny Boy's not home and this lunatic, like I said, she set his doormat on fire. You know, there's an indication there that this has been going on for a while. Not only does she make him a doormat and a punching bag, but she sets the doormat on fire. And probably punched him right in the bag. Yeah, and with the sort of bag that hangs down to his knees at this age. It's uh, like, I, who knows exactly what, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what happened, but uh, I don't know what got her so pissed off. Maybe he probably wanted her to leave, I think. I she mean, just I, may be a psycho, uh, you know, and for whatever reason. It came to a culmination. It could have been, hey, who ate my Wheaties this morning? Culmination. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, moving on. 
uh, we have a story from the Bronx. It was a, I think that we just saw this drive by now. I'm going to just kind of like go over some of these things that have happened and uh, before we actually tell a full story. A, a, a drive-by shooting happened in the Bronx near a playground. Nobody was shot. Some cars were hit. It was a couple people on a scooter. And that's all we know. The it, video footage is there. This happened today. It may well have been a Honda side. Um, <laughs> You know, undecided. That, that was a spray and pray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You mean pray they hit something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, who knows what they're trying to hit? Well, what do they do? They want to hit some kids? Uh, well, you know what? It goes to show you that some of these kids are total bed bugs. And absolutely no concept of their actions. And yet, here it is. You're talking about the people shooting, not yeah, the kids. Yeah, that was right? a crowded playground. Yeah, crowded. 95% of the people in the playground have absolutely nothing to do with what these assholes on the scooter are doing. They're just minding their business on a warm spring day. Kids are out running around. I might go as far as 100%. Uh, I would, no, I would say... You think was, they had a grudge against one of these kids? Well, there could have been a target somewhere. Uh, oh. Basketball courts are notorious for this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you see some guy that whatever the reason is... Well, there's a difference the, in the Fourth Avenue cages and some playground in the Bronx. Uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> <Very> true. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it, that's just one thing. Um, that, that Actually, this, this case is, is not related to some of this Asian violence, I don't think. I don't think it's related. I'm sure that they would have pointed it out if it was. Yeah, There's this uh, hysteria right now about anti-Asian violence, and it seems to be pointed at white people, white supremacy, uh, white uh, the actions of white people. The problem is it doesn't. it's not really borne out very often uh, to actually be that way. Uh, for instance, the story that uh, we have from... Uh, well, this, this one right here. An arrest made on an, uh, this this Asian man on the one train here. The witness says was racially motivated. 36-year-old Mark Matthew of the Bronx is charged with assault. CBS 2's Natalie Dudridge spoke with the man who rushed in to help. We are blurring this picture of the bloody victim because it's so graphic. This 68-year-old man was randomly attacked on board a northbound one train Friday afternoon. Police say the attack is not yet being called a hate crime, but a witness thinks it was. He used the term MF Asian. And before anything happened, he was on top of it, and his blood was everywhere. George Okrepke was sitting across from the victim and says the attacker struck so suddenly, the victim barely had time to respond. Okrepke grabbed the suspect by the pants, but he got away. I quickly turned back to the victim and took a scarf I was wearing off and created a tourniquet and helped stop the bleeding. EMS arrived and the victim was taken to a hospital. Okrepke, who says he escaped one of the World Trade Center towers on 9-11, said he felt the same kind of disbelief watching this happen. I don't understand why Asian people are being targeted in this country. 36-year-old okay, Mark Matthew is a six-foot-two African-American gentleman in a leather jacket, a fedora, and a pink hoodie with a large gold necklace. He's a very, very conspicuous black man. And in this case, the NYPD says, we don't see any evidence that, this, that it's a hate crime. It was uh, done by this guy, no question, uh, at least according to the witness. And uh, the... the uh, <laughs> For crying out loud, he uh, he left the guy bloody. Before he got on him, he said, you motherfucking Asian. Yeah, that's a clue. And it's random besides that. They have no beef or anything, and it wasn't a robbery. So why would the NYPD, aside from political reasons, be well, so reluctant to label this a hate crime when they're seemingly so quick to label other things hate crimes? One of the greater mysteries in life for me as a long-term member of the NYPD was how the Bias Crimes Unit takes cases. To this day, I still have no idea. I've read the patrol guide. I've, I've asked higher-ranking officers. You really don't know? 
I don't know because you would call them up about one thing and they says, eh, well, uh, yeah, we don't know. And uh, I says, okay, well, the guy called him a homo and punched him in the face. Yeah, we're not going to take that. That's not really, you know. Well, a homo, sometimes you call somebody a homo and it's it's not intended as, like, I believe you're a homosexual. I've, I've had swastikas painted on doors. Well, and they were like, well, it's not a hate crime. I well, I mean, I just just be, look, just loving Nazis. Does does that just loving swastikas and being a Nazi make you necessarily a hate <laughs> criminal? It is just graffiti, and and a lot of times those swastikas are drawn backwards, which is something a self-respecting Nazi would, would never never do. do that. No, no, no. And I assume uh, most of the Nazis have self-respect. But this is the kind of stuff. It was it was like really ambiguous, and you would get these calls at three o'clock in the morning. And the determination is supposed to be made by the patrol duty captain, the uniform captain that was covering that area. And the first question I'd say, well, what did the captain say? He said to call you. I says, okay, good. Call him back and ask him what his determination is. Uh-huh. Yeah, he if was he trying to punt it off onto the detective. If he determines it's a hate crime, we will come out. Well, he wants to know what you think. I, well, I, I have three detectives and six other robberies going on right now, all right? Yeah, I don't think about this. Somebody needs to make a fucking decision. Yeah, take that, uh, duty captain. Uh, we'll get back to you. Okay, and then so you- so in this case, right? When you have like this this six foot two black guy, the guy is just sitting there being Asian. He's Sri Lankan, the victim. He's he's not a young guy. He's you know he's on his way to work. He's not you know there's really nothing about this guy that you would you know other than him being Asian. When he says, you motherfucking Asian. And I also don't think he just punched him because he's in critical condition. Oh, he nailed him. He nailed this guy good. It's They look to me, and, and the guy, the witness also describes that he was making a stabbing motion. Um, I well, just seem I, I to, know from what I understand, there was no weapon seen or recovered. But yeah, by the same token, you're dealing with a guy, six foot two. That guy's built like a linebacker. And he is. He's, you, yeah. you hit somebody in the face like that, and they don't see it coming, and you just take that blast like that, you can do some serious damage. Yeah, he was covered with blood, and they, like I said, they wouldn't even show the picture of the guy because it was so graphic. The, uh, the Just a punch, though. I don't know. I, I mean, in this day, it, what, with what's going on right now, they're going to say, I don't know who said, well, we don't know if this is a hate crime. He's charged with assault. And- I can guarantee you, by the time that story started winding its way through the newspaper, it was a hate crime. It will be treated as such. It will be investigated as such. Well, There's see. also a separate issue where you're assaulting an elderly person. I believe he was 61, I think. Oh, 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 hey, oh, I'm 60. That's his age. Huh? You're the it's one that's a that senior elderly. citizen. What do I know? But this is just another impulse, lack of impulse control animal. And, uh, you know, just feeling the need to lash out. And who does he pick? He picks the, you know, uh, an old man sitting there. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would he have that impulse? And I say it's probably because he keeps hearing about all these Asian hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they stir that shit up. They stir the pot, and then the stuff starts it starts to happen. Now another guy. It, be, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It, right. It just begets itself, or begat, I think the word is, over and over. Yeah, yeah, it self-replicates. There was a guy on Sunday who was, uh, I guess, came across a woman who was on her way to a protest. She had a sign, and it's one of these anti-Asian violence things, and he took the sign from her, and I think that he, he kicked it or threw it down, and she goes, why'd you do that? Uh, and, and then uh, he's just he punched her a couple of times, punched her in the face twice. And this guy, I cannot tell he what he is. I mean, he's only briefly shown on the on the clip, 
looks uh, kind of he looks like Franco Harris to me. I think Franco he Harris did this. Could crime. be a mixed race person. Could be, but uh, not uh, not Asian and not white. I don't th- not totally white. I, I, you know, who knows? I, I think that your race, the race of the perpetrator, seems to weigh into this. To me, now, that's just me. I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, some of the listeners will take me to the task on this, uh-huh. and I don't wish to blame a victim or anything, but. There have been times These where Asians s- are so obnoxious, right? That's what you're about to say. I, you know what? I, my block, <laughs> I grew up on. All my friends were Asian growing up. It was the one section of Rigo Park. There was just a couple of houses there. Everybody was Asian. Yeah. Great neighbors. You know, just truly wonderful people. But you have a situation here. How do you know there wasn't a conversation? Somebody, you know, somebody tripped over something. Somebody, you know, sometimes there could have been something innocuous said or a bump yeah um, sometimes yeah there's more to the story the, the, the film, news is gonna say it a certain way you know the film that we see comes about after the incident happened always and i'm not i'm not saying she did anything no nah, no nah, you're saying who knows though right but you know it's a question that you have to ask the victim was well did something happen yeah well, describe what happened before it would be the first time she's well he bumped into me and i called him a dick okay yeah, i called All him right. a dick and i said fuck you you racist <laughs> You know, I mean, who knows? And, and the other thing is, like, people have been talking about racism against like, the Chinese. Is it, you know, like they've they've got it now. They've they broadened it to Asians, and I guess people have these anti-Asian hate crimes uh, allegedly because of COVID and because of it being called the China virus. But even if everybody hates everybody from China and can't tell the difference, I mean, like they 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 basically said like these fucking people. They just uh, they see Asian, they think Chinese. Who knows? They can't tell the difference. I think that I could tell the difference. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd say you Asian motherfucker. I mean, you know, it would have to be a Chinese motherfucker, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if I was gonna hate on a certain group properly, uh, yeah, and then it's and then it's anti. It's, it's it could still be a hate crime, but it's not against just broadly Asians. It's not what well, you call racist. But this is where we get off into the thicket when you start looking at the definitions and the decision making, yeah. how they classify something as a bias how dumb crime. is this criminal. Uh, yeah, reckless. Yeah. You know how 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 much how ignorant? How much do they uh, just kind of round off the edges and stuff? Yeah, sometimes you're just dealing with a complete mindless thug. You know, yeah. if it was me, he would have said, "You old fucking cracker" or some shit like that. Right, right. You mean you it know, just could have been anybody? You mean it does? It didn't matter if there was a black guy that got in his way. He would have been dropping the M bomb on him. Yeah. Applesauce. So the, I mean, Asians are easier targets. Of course they are. Than anybody else, probably. For the most part, they're besides very women, courteous and you know good-natured people, and well, yeah, uh, well-behaved. They have impulse control. They don't go berserk. They don't go berserk. So you know, this guy just could have been some prick walking through life that day, and it didn't matter who was getting in his way. He was going to call them a name. He looks like a and, criminal to me. Not just by virtue of his fucking color either. I mean, he's got a leather jacket on. He's got that fucking stupid hat. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was Fonzie at first. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't know if whether or not the Asian shit is real or not. It's becoming real, you know. But uh, they can always perception is reality right now. Yeah, and and the thing is, is they don't make a big deal out of black people doing it, but they do make a big deal out of white people doing it. They will not go. What's up with these blacks attacking Asians? But the vast majority of them have been. Black, that's just a that's just the case. Yet three weeks ago, they had a anti-white supremacist rally that yeah. was out there. It was supposed to be for protecting Asians, right? But it's and, anti-white. But everybody is walking around with stop white supremacy, which that's a hate crime too. You know, well, trying to stop me from feeling superior. 
I mean, rather, you know, like they, yeah. <laughs> everybody else is allowed to feel superior. No, not, not in this day and age. Uh, um, I'd say they are. Not white people, though. I mean, white people take a bad. We get a, we get a bad rap in the news. That's what I mean, to say the least. I'm going to say that all this coverage of the Asian hate crimes, at the very least, has been very slanted. <laughs> Saturday Night Live star Pete Davidson has been stalked. His accused stalker is under orders to stay away from him and his family while the case plays out in court. Her name is uh, Michelle Mutretti, uh, 24 years old. She uses the pronouns they and them. Mm-hmm. See, so, uh, I might tell you something about this dude that's been stalking Pete Davidson. Uh, charged uh, in Staten Island Court criminal trespassing and stalking after a neighbor reported that they were outside the home of Davidson's mother in Annadale last Thursday. Mutretti also accused of several other instances of stalking and harassing Davidson. He, he, this individual even issued a bizarre news release that said Davidson was joining them in a business venture. Uh, the defendant engaged in conduct that involved numerous instances of stalking, including sending letters and packages to the home of Pete Davidson. I used to hang out with Pete Davidson sometimes. I hang out, but I see him around the comedy all the time. Yeah, I don't like him. He asked me if, uh, one time he asked me, uh, he, he, he was going on, he was about to go to uh, Montreal for the first time before he was famous. And uh, he said he was a little nervous about it. And I said, you know, you should you should stop smoking pot for a while first. And then he never texted me again. Yeah, that was the end of that. <laughs> he didn't like my advice. Uh, so, yeah, this, this this person, this Mutrani, I know how bad it is to be stalked. I mean, they showed up at his house, inside his home. The mother wasn't there at the time. However, uh, the aunt was. And it's, it's a pretty scary thing, you know, being they stalked. a movie about that. It's called them you know the, <laughs> about the, them the 2021 version will be they them, they, them. <laughs> well yeah hey. you ever see play misty for me yes. that is a scary movie that yes. that hits the nail on the head it's like he's clint eastwood is he's being stalked he's a radio dj he's been i guess this woman who always wants him to play misty for her and he does and then eventually he meets this listener and they get it they hit it off they you know obviously she's very eager to please him and then he, and you know, shit just starts to get weird. And then he's telling one of his buddies, he's explaining, like, I don't know, it's just like everything I do has to do with her now. You know, it's like she becomes his, his whole life, and and that's when you're. I mean, I'm obviously Pete Davidson didn't date Mutretti here, but uh, when when you're stalked and and by someone that you become involved with, uh, I don't even know if it's a stalking. It's not a stalking at that point. It's just a uh, you know a shitty weird relationship with a crazy person. Usually they're borderline or. I don't know, maybe maybe bipolar or something, but they become they become your whole life. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's bad. I always say if, if a woman will will suck you off as many times as you want, right, to the point where you're like, she do you want a blowjob? And you go, no. You, that that woman is unstable. No sane woman likes to suck a dick that much. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's true, right? Uh, yeah, well, no sane woman. This they, them person actually got into his home, his mother's home. Yeah. Yeah. And well, in that case, you just shoot. I hate to say it. Uh, you violate a person's castle like that. There's some serious issues. Wow. There. Yeah. There's been a couple of drastic stalking cases over the years with celebrities. I remember one. Um, I'm sure you remember a few too. Yeah, Taylor Swift had somebody in her apartment. He, she had major problems. Yeah. Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift, you know, much more stalkable than Pete Davidson. In yeah, my I opinion, I mean, waste my time with Pete Davidson. I wouldn't stalk him. You know, seems like an all right guy. I have no reason to, you know, show up in his house and spread all kinds of weird fucking information that's not true. 
We have uh, so many more stories to discuss, Pete, and uh, we're going to uh, just sort of uh, let it go with a look ahead and some of the things that we will be talking about, because some of this shit is fascinating. I want to make sure I get a good grasp on it before we do discuss it. Oh, by the way, the Sri Lankan guy, 68. So it was 68, Naranjay, uh, Narayanjay Bodhi. And uh, that, that's, uh, that's the way that was. Now, there's, there's another case here where there was a, a schizophrenic kid set himself on fire out in the yard, and the mother has gone. We'll, we'll be talking about that. It's a weird, weird uh, little, little mystery. Look forward to discussing it further. And, uh, it's, well, you know, what can you say? New York City, everything is nuts. Uh, you know, the 71-year-old guy. A lot of old people dying, it seems. A lot of old people getting attacked, dying. Uh, and we're looking at uh, the new chief of detectives here, which uh, we might mention really quick. He has an eye on combating gun violence, so maybe he's coming in with a new attitude. NYPD announced him. Uh, his name is, he's a 38-year veteran, so he's got to have a, a different attitude than, uh, you know, some of the people in the department talking about Assistant Chief James Essig, who, uh, you know, is, is Essig a good egg? Yes, very competent guy. Extremely Great. competent. Knows his business. Is he short? He's stout. He's, he's stout. a solid fellow. 38-year veteran, and he looks he does not look very old to me. He must have started very young. Rodney Harrison was promoted, by the way, if you're wondering, to uh, chief of department. And uh, that's when uh, Terrence Monaghan retired to work with Bill de Blasio. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Who are you talking about, Monaghan? Monaghan. Oh, yeah, going over and working ass with de Blasio. Go <laughs> fucking kneel in the mayor's office. <laughs> Fucking putts. Well, you got a definite opinion about that guy. Is yes, it just because he worked with DeBazio, went to work for him? He was a meathead long before. He soiled himself forever when he took a knee. Sorry. Oh, he took a knee? Oh, he was the big guy that took the knee. Took a knee. And while he was doing it, he soiled himself? <laughs> well, I'll tell you I what. I did not that's, know that. That's actually a... I, he soiled his reputation. But Yo. now do you mention it, how about we spread that rumor? Yeah, he shogged. Clearly, uh, Monaghan had partially shit himself, at least when he took a knee. You know, here it is. Thousands of cops are out there fighting with these assholes from one end of the city to the other, getting hurt, beat up, pelted, abused, and you kneel before the mob. Right. That's that became a mantra afterwards. Take the knee. Fuck you. Take the knee. Shit your pants. Take the knee. Uh, Soil yourself. Crap your shorts. You know, he just... Shart your briefs. Yeah. The reputation with him wasn't even good prior to that, but yeah, after that... Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't. Yeah, he's perfect to, to go work for de Blasio in some uh, capacity. Yeah, de Blasio will be resting his balls on his chin. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, it's maybe give him a Monahan job. Uh, he probably can. I feel bad. Unlike the Atlanta shooting, it could have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, I had to bring in a, an outside shooting in order to execute that joke. Me love you long time. <laughs> shooting skyrocketed 97 percent last year. And murders shot up 44%. We're over 400 murders for last year. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to beat that this How year. How about that? The murder rate climbing back up. Things, it's starting to look a lot like New York, as, as they say. You know, I wish Chief Essig well. I wish Rodney Harrison well. The good I will say the same. Then. And, you know, but there were a lot of good men on the Titanic, too. And that still didn't stop the ship from going down. Yeah. In spite of their best efforts. Subway felonies have dropped for the second straight month. Uh, that's surprising, isn't it? Subway felonies dropping. 
Maybe a lot of these <laughs> assaults are misdemeanors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to call that a misdemeanor. Either that or the shred is a busy one or the and other. The NYPD has increased patrol in Asian communities, too, by the way. Uh, there's a special like uh, task force, and they're wearing yellow jackets. So that's how you spot one. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna say it's tone deaf. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I, I didn't know that, and I'm actually kind of speechless about that one. <laughs> that's uh, that's that, certainly appropriate. It is. It's entirely appropriate. They're yellow, and you want to wear a yellow jacket. <laughs> it's <laughs> special task force. That's what they need. They you know, something, uh, something to make a show. Fifty years ago, twenty-five years ago, we didn't need yellow jackets. Okay, yeah, you didn't need a, no. a lot of things. No, absolutely not. How about this? A samurai sword swinging man. Uh, well, this will be this is on an upcoming episode. Swinging a samurai sword swinging man wrestles with cop on the Upper East Side. Obviously, that's an Asian carrying. You know, so maybe uh, you know. There well, there's been some cultural appropriation. Um, I have there? seen I have seen samurai swords in other communities. Oh, well, that's a shame. That is a damn shame. I never saw Mr. Zulu running around on the Upper East Side like he did in the Star Trek episode with his shirt off and Zulu. swinging the samurai sword. Boy, that guy's a real fag on tw- fucking Twitter, too. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, thanks for being here. Okay, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. <laughs>